Hello, everyone. I'm Al Grego, and this is the Yes, We Are Open podcast. Montreal, Quebec, the largest city in the province and second largest in Canada, with a population of over 1.7 million and a metropolitan population of over 4 million. Founded in 1642 originally as Ville-Marie, around 1705 it was renamed after Mount Royal, the triple-peaked hill around which the early city was built. Montreal historically was a one-time capital of Canada, before Queen Victoria chose Ottawa as the capital in 1857. But Montreal remained the commercial capital of the country right up until the 1970s, when it was finally surpassed by Toronto in population and economic strength. Montreal still remains an important center for many industries, including commerce, aerospace, transport, finance, pharmaceuticals, tourism, and many, many others. Today I'm in the west end of Montreal, in a neighborhood called Notre-Dame-de-Grasse, or as the locals refer to it, NDG. Originally an independent municipality before being annexed by the city in 1910, today NDG plays a pivotal role as a commercial and cultural hub for Montreal's predominantly English-speaking West End. The main commercial artery is Sherbrooke Street West, which is where I find myself, along with my colleague Lori. She wanted to introduce me to one of her favorite shops on the street, and the subject of this week's episode, Doghouse. That's Catherine. She's trying to get Janet, a black and white corgi with brown markings, to bark for the podcast. It's not going well. She's been running around the store trying to goad Janet to chase and bark at her for the past 20 minutes. Treats have been offered, promises made, even invited Eric from the cafe next door to come over. Janet always barks at Eric. But Janet is smarter than that. She refuses to perform for us. I was here shopping yesterday. She did not stop barking. It's the me. Entire time it's me. I, uh, for some reason, she. Uh... I'm beginning to better understand the W.C. Fields quote: "Never work with animals or children." It's quite the scene right now. We have Sarah, the store manager, my colleague Lori, and myself with recording equipment, just standing there as Catherine runs around the store with Janet. Janet's older brother Fergus, a gray and white Sheltie with brown markings, just lays in his bed behind the sales counter, oblivious. He's a deaf old dog and can't be bothered by such trivial matters. In a last-ditch effort, Lori calls Sherry, another store employee, and someone who Janet apparently loves barking at. So I'm at Doghouse, and we're doing, we're recording a podcast. So we just needed a, a dog to bark, and we've got Fergus and Janet here, and it's 20 minutes. We're trying to make them work. No, I just want you to talk to Janet on like- speakerphone to see if it works. <laughs> Hold on, put it on speaker. Is that Sherry? But once again, Janet shows no interest. My visit to Doghouse was back in March. Unfortunately, the owner, Evelyn, wasn't available then, but I caught up with her later by phone. Uh, hello, my name is Evelyn Couture. I'm uh, one of the owners at uh, Doghouse in, in DG Montreal. When did Doghouse first open? 
So we first opened in 2006, in the spring of 2006. Okay. But at the time, we were not known as Doghouse. We were known as Ark and Fitz. We were part of the beginnings of a new franchise. Where, where are you from originally? Originally, originally from Montreal, mm-hmm. moved to the townships, ended up, you know, living a lot of my time in the townships. Mm-hmm. My husband is from Ontario. Okay. Uh, our other partner is from, uh, from Westmount. So we're from here. I mean, my husband has been living here longer than he lived, <laughs> has lived right. in Ontario. Yeah, yeah. So um, we're, we're very happy to be here mm-hmm. you know, in Quebec. It's our home. So especially Montreal. And I've always, you know, I had lived the first part of my life in Westmount, but I've always been considered myself, you know, an NDG kind of person. So yeah. We're happy to be there. Why did you want to start this business? I actually had my own pet sitting uh, dog walking business for years prior to that. I didn't set out to start a dog walking business. In fact, you know, I was, I met my husband in school at the time, you know, before everything went digital, we were, you know, studying to be map makers, you know, cartographers. So it was quite a different, yeah. So we had other plans for our careers, but then I just realized it's not what I wanted. And then, so I liked the idea of being an independent, you know, worker, uh, being my own boss. Yeah. Where do you think you got your entrepreneurial spirit from? Um, I'd say my mom. We had a farm uh, in the townships and she was always coming up with, you know, different ideas and streams of, you know, revenue uh, ideas. So I was always kind of inspired by her. My husband and I and another partner were looking for another adventure. After doing some research, um, we happened to come across this franchise. And at the time, there was nothing like it, for sure, nothing like it in Quebec and most likely also in a lot of parts of Canada. It was a very unique pet boutique, to be honest. So it kind of really piqued our interest and we would have been one of the only type like this in Montreal and Quebec. What, what made it so different? First of all, they focused on very high quality dog food, mm-hmm. which to be fair at the time, there weren't many places that you could access high quality dog and cat food, not just dog right. food. But they also had a unique style about the store as well. The products were uh, unique. They were high quality. They also had a, a way of displaying this product that was unlike anything we'd seen before. And it you know, piqued our interest in that sense. So yeah. it was overall a very unique experience when you walked into the store. When did uh, Doghouse happen? God, you asked me to do math. <laughs> it's been 10, I'd say 2011. Okay. So about five years later? Yeah, five, six years later. And why did you go on your own? They had new people join their um, their franchise uh, at headquarters and they took it in a different direction. So you didn't like the direction they were going, so you wanted to do it yourself? Yeah, exactly. The location that I visited, was that always the location? No, in fact, um, we, we've that's our third location. We had oh. started off on Monkland, actually, mm-hmm. uh, as Bark and Fitz. At the time, we didn't have a grooming salon. And so we realized that um, in order to further you know, our business, we needed to open a grooming salon as well mm-hmm. in our location. And so we've ended up moving to Westmount, also still as Bark and Fitz. And we stayed there for a couple of years. Then uh, we did have to move again. And we found this perfect location where we are now in NDG. And uh, that's where we are now. And how long have you been there? I'd say about 11 years. So, so let's say, you know, 11 years, maybe even 10 years as doghouse. What would you say is your competitive advantage? Oh, for sure. Our customer service. 
and our knowledgeable staff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's the basic right off the top. I don't think you're going to find the customer service that we provide elsewhere. Okay, I'm the manager of Doghouse and it's Sarah Miller Barrington. What sets a Doghouse apart from your larger retailers? knowledge and education and the relationship we build with our customers that you can come and feel confident that we are we're giving you good advice that we'll spend time with you that we'll walk you through your choices and make sure that you leave feeling confident with what you've chosen it's not just like a grocery store where you grab something and go every client that walks in here we speak to so that is widely different and also being someplace that people like to come that they can bring their dogs that's a destination that's fun that in our city you can't bring your dogs many places so we encourage we have dogs that just visit every day for treats (laughs) so being a part of our neighborhood a part of our community and a destination Uh, what about your products i mean when i visited the store i got a great tour and and it looks like a lot of that stuff is locally sourced. Yeah. So now, like I said, that's been a change that we're able to source a lot of Montreal and Quebec products, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. And so if it's quality product, we're going to support local as much as we can. Yes. Yeah. And we just try to keep things also, um, it's not like the whole store is unique. There's some basic things that, you know, we're going to you have to provide, but right. um, we still like to have some unique items that you may not find at uh, a bigger store. We try to have like host local rescues. Mm-hmm. We try to be a part of community events when they need support or when there's events in the the park near us if we've been invited before and we can provide services Mm -hmm. or education for clients there we like to have like local photographers come take professional photos and have like seasonal events Mm -hmm. so be a destination i don't like yeah yeah. that's great So when you went kind of independent, you know, how did business go in the beginning? Was it a success right away or did you have some building to do? I mean, to be fair, I just by changing the name, it wasn't for us. The whole transition, being part of a franchise to being on our own, frankly, was liberating. It wasn't, you know, a struggle for that. To be honest, as I recall, it was all good experiences. I like that it's in my neighborhood. Um, I like the owners. <laughs> it's a, It feels like a family. It's a small team. I liked the being part of my neighborhood. I, I live in the neighborhood. I grew up here. And like we know you walk now, it feels like a small town. You know, people's names, you know, everyone's dog's names. It's like unique and uh, different than like, like it makes you care about it. Makes me care about it. Up next, Doghouse has been keeping noses wet and tails wagging for the past 16 years in NDG and their four-legged customers couldn't be happier. What happens when a pandemic forces capacity restrictions and shuts down their grooming service? How can they continue? Stay tuned to find out. You're listening to Yes, We Are Open. Evelyn Couture and her husband wanted to be their own bosses, so they found a great opportunity to open an exciting new pet food franchise in Montreal's West End. They eventually decided to make a go of it on their own and started Doghouse. And for the past 16 years, they've served NDG and its canine residents well. So how did the past two years of the pandemic affect business? Let's find out. If I were to ask you if there was anything that happened, any event that um, really uh, threatened your business, what would that be? There was a couple of things, but I mean, it dated back in the day. The first problem we did have was in when we were still Barking Fitz in Westmount. The reason we moved was due to our landlord. That, you know, sometimes the whole landlord commercial renting situation yeah. in this province, I don't know what it's like in the rest of Canada, is just something else. Mm-hmm. 
that had started to threaten, you know, our business because you can have a lease, but some things just the owners of the building have more of the rights to just right. kind of do what they want. Sometimes yeah. we were struggling with that, which is why in the end we were able to, you know, luckily move on from our lease that we had in West Mountain and move to to yeah. NG. So that was a nice new start. You know, honestly, things kind of moved along and, and we started the grooming uh, when well, we continued with the grooming. Sometimes that aspect of the business can pose its own problems because groomers can come and go. And, you know, back in the day, you know, we've had groomers that have left us. And when you only have one and you have however many clientele. Right. Um, what do you do with that clientele and no groomer? Because groomers are hard to find. Right. You know, there was a one time where I was happy to send the clients to, you know, another business down the street. Mm-hmm because we just didn't have a groomer. So you know, what, what are you to do? So that wasn't a fun time, but we found another groomer and we started up again. And so we restarted that, you know, so it's sometimes those challenges happen when you have that aspect of the business. The pandemic has been a hurdle, but in terms of the pet industry, dogs always have to eat. So we were a luckier industry than most. Mm -hmm. We never had to close entirely. We were always considered essential. We never closed our doors for COVID ever. So it was a pivot and we had to figure it out like everyone had to. But What sorts of things did you have to do differently for um, well, we did have like uh, staff with um, different health issues that meant that like we had staff that left really early for safety. So that was something we had to navigate and then making sure our customers were safe right. and navigating the recommendations of that and trying to get ahead of it and whatever, finding the best recommendations, but then using our own judgment to figure out how to keep our customers safe. That was a real struggle. The pandemic, again, can't say that it was the worst for us, to be honest, because there was that phenomenon of everyone going out and getting a puppy. Yeah. Not that was a good thing. No. The bad aspect was that the grooming was disallowed. So we were not allowed to have the grooming services. I mean, the the big sufferers there, however, were the dogs themselves who, I mean, it was criminal actually that they did that to them because a lot of these breeds suffered immensely by not being able to be groomed. Yeah. The grooming isn't necessarily just for you know appearances. It's literally for the safety of these animals, certain breeds, uh, but the, when the owners don't know how to you know take knots out, you know, it can become quite dangerous. So that that was its own challenge. Were you able to set up outside in in the summer at least, or um, no? Is that not allowed? Not even, eh? No, 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 no. Oh. And it wouldn't have been safe. No. Okay. No, I don't think so. Mm. No. How long did the lockdown happen in Montreal? Mm-hmm. Such a blur. Um, <laughs> I mean, we were. I mean, so we were so very lucky that we were allowed to stay open. Okay. Um, the worst part was not being able to do the grooming. Mm-hmm. So at the time, I'm st- I'm here taking care of my elderly dad who had to come into the house due to COVID. The staff all went on CERB. Yeah. And Sarah held down the fort. Right. Because we didn't need, we had no grooming. Mm-hmm. You had one cut lines at a time. Mm-hmm. So Sarah, you know, held down the fort, basically. Yeah. We were l- quite literally for a period of time, two people during the pandemic. It was uncertain. Everything was uncertain. Nobody knew anything. So it was always a factor. 
but we do not take for granted that we never had to close, that we were considered essential consistently. It was a pivot in, ter- in terms of what we ordered and sold and, and all of that, but dogs had to eat and cats yeah. have to eat. So we were luckier than a lot of places. We were in the neighborhood with like small cafes or little restaurants that were closed for the better part of two years and that we watched struggle and we never took for granted that we were lucky to not have to be in that position. Let's talk about inflation. I mean, how has it affected this industry? Yeah, it a lot is the answer. It's, I mean, the supply chain is it's a unique supply chain for like food, for example, and it was, it was affected. It was it changed a number of times, and then the supply chain for uh, supply like beyond food, just for accessories and things, was affected the way anything else was. Sure. So inflation in the in twenty twenty two was extreme. And a lot of it, we don't have any say over. A lot of the prices are set. We don't have control. What we can control, we try to keep reasonable because it is affecting how people are shopping. Um, It's changing their buying habits a lot. And we talk about it every day. It's a conversation with clients every day. There's some brands that I might not be able to continue to carry because of the pricing. My ordering has changed a lot because people are making like drastic choices and how sure. they are how they're budgeting and it's it's real mm-hmm. and it's a conversation every single day. Yeah. So once things started kind of opening up again and, and you, you were able to get back to regular kind of normal business, how did you feel? I felt good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, again, it comes back to we were happy when we could bring back the dogs for grooming. Mm-hmm. That helped a lot. You know, everybody, it was like, I imagine how it was with any other business. Some mm-hmm. people were, you know, tentative to come back into the store, you know, with all the protocols, et cetera, et cetera. Would you say businesses kind of returned back to pre pandemic levels for you? Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think the grooming is going along nicely. Um, again, so many people got dogs throughout the pandemic, and uh, so they still need to eat and they still need grooming. So, you know, we don't take anything for granted, mind you. So we're always trying to be one step ahead and, and be up on our game for our customer service and our product knowledge. Coming up after the break... We find out what the future holds for Doghouse. Success in business doesn't come without moments of struggle. Moments when you had to face your challenges head on. As the proud partner of Canadian business, Moneris plays a critical role in empowering businesses with the payment processing tools they need to succeed. Together, we are building stronger businesses where business owners everywhere can stand up to their challenges without slowing down. Moneris, proud partner of Canadian business. Welcome back to Yes, We Are Open. With the return of their grooming business and the prospect of more community events this summer, Evelyn and her team at Doghouse are back to full business and hoping to continue strong. So what does the future hold for Doghouse? Let's find out. We're on the other side of this, uh, hopefully. (laughs) And uh, business seems to have sprung back and you've got the grooming business back and everything. So let's talk about future outlook. What does the future look like for Doghouse? I think it looks good. Uh, I mean, we're currently working on a, you know, an online shop. So that's kind of where our focus is at the moment. Okay. We're always trying to improve. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it's the products that we get, the nutrition that we the sell, the education for the staff, education for the groomers, uh, that can always, it's sometimes, you know, ongoing, you know, with courses and things like that. So it's never day to day, the same thing, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's the only way you can 
keep getting better. What it might mean for us, like short term, is to be able to start having events again, mm-hmm. which it was is something that sets us apart. That brick and mortar and boutiques like set uh, like it sets them apart as an experience in store. Yeah. So having events and have being a place that our cl- customers came to was important for us pre-pandemic, and that was primarily not like a possibility for us for a couple of years so hopefully this summer will be the and spring will be we'll feel confident and safe doing that and will be like a destination for our clients again um so short term that's what we hope and then long term like more of that being providing a service for our clients to be a destination whatever that means Mm -hmm. because that's what sets us apart from being able to like shop online for example Any plans for, say, maybe expansion or other locations or anything? No, not at the moment. No. I feel like, you know, maybe back in the day it was something we thought about. Mm-hmm. But in all honesty, I feel like one store is quite nice to have and it keeps us busy enough. Sure. And there's just always things to do. I do partake in taking care of another business. Mm -hmm. And so that keeps me also somewhat preoccupied. I don't want to brag, but people like us. So we've had (laughs) offers and people who want to get involved. And um, even just to expand this location, we've discussed it before, but we want to make this the best it can be and reach our potential here. We have a lot of things that we're working on, like better online sales, like updating our website. There's a lot of projects that we're working on now to make to come back from the pandemic and to make this location like reach its potential. How do you feel about what you've accomplished with Doghouse? Oh, super happy. Mm-hmm. Again, I always think there's more to do, more improvements, mm-hmm. but I think I'm super happy with what we were able to do and uh, where we're at in the community as well. You know, the friends we've made and the people we've helped, you know, whether it be through training or nutritional problems and things like that. So I'm very happy. I manage it here and and I'm here five days a week. So I I like I kind of like do a little bit of everything, which I really like. And I really love being part of the community. I like being able to walk here. So for my lifestyle, I really love knowing everybody. And so it's something that I it's value added for me. It's you can't would be difficult to find in any other type of job and I have great staff and I I couldn't ask for better staff so we're very lucky in that sense because if you don't have the right staff then it's it's hard to maintain Mm -hmm. a good clientele yeah and it uh, it doesn't suck that you get to you know hang out with dogs all day no not at all (laughs) very lucky excellent thank you you so much Evelyn for your time today no my pleasure I appreciate it thank you for having us Is Doghouse open for business? Yes, we're open. Perfect. That's all I needed. And now if I can get a dog barking, that would be just the cherry on top.
That's the story of Doghouse. While it's true that some businesses fared better than others during the pandemic, it can also be true that those that prospered still had struggles. The past few weeks, we've heard from two cases in Landscape Ontario and now Doghouse where this was true. In this week's case, Doghouse was never forced to close their doors for any period of time because they were an essential service. But they did have restrictions on supply, store occupancy, and grooming, which was a big part of their business. And of course, they did each have their own personal struggles during this time, as we all did. I find it admirable that Evelyn and her team each took every opportunity at every turn to minimize their struggle because it didn't compare to what other businesses were facing. While it is true, it shouldn't diminish what they went through. But it's that kind of empathy that probably serves them well when dealing with their customers and their customers' furry family members. So that's why I think the future is certainly bright for Evelyn and her team at Doghouse. In case you're curious, as expected, once we got Janet started, she wouldn't shut up. I guess she got over her stage fright. Isn't that right, Janet? Such a good girl. Yes, We Were Open is a Moneris podcast production. I'd like to thank Lori, Catherine, Sarah, and Evelyn for taking the time to share their story. You can learn more about Doghouse at ledoghouse.com. Follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at DoghouseMTL. House is spelled H-A-U-S. For more information about this podcast, visit our site, yeswewereopenpodcast.com. If you'd like to support us, please write us a review on Apple Podcasts or rate us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. If you're a Canadian small business owner or know of one with an interesting story of perseverance to tell, I'd love to help tell it. You can contact me at podcast at Tune in next week for another story of small business struggle and survival on the Yes We Are Open podcast. I'm Al Grego. Thank you for listening. Thank you.